Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And this is our Hellraiser 2022 little spoiler-free reaction episode. Yeah, so it's our initial reaction. Um, If you want to see our full kind of in-depth discussion and thoughts about the film, then we will be going over to So I Married a Horror Fan podcast and they will be releasing that. But this is kind of a short episode, spoiler-free, just to talk about some of the points of the film and our initial kind of thoughts. So we're not going to be giving away any spoilers. It's just our kind of initial reaction to some of the aspects of the film. Yeah, so we'll be talking about it, but we will be staying vague on the points. We're not going to give you anyway any of the, the deaths, okay? Just the basic setups and the basic ideas of what we thought about those yeah. without digging into any of the gruesome parts yeah, so <laughs> in why detail. We, <laughs> why don't we jump straight into the plot? So obviously this isn't following on as a, a requel or this isn't being a <laughs> I gotta throw that in yeah. there. Or this isn't a direct sequel to any of the no. previous Hellraiser films. It's a full reboot, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's, it's a, a full, full kind reboot. of reboot. Um linking back to the original Hellbound Heart is what has been said. Yeah. Um neither of us have read the book. So we can't actually that's one thing we can't currently talk about. Uh, like we can't say how close it is to that no. kind of thing for you guys. But I I've heard from reviews that they feel that this is much closer to the original text, even though Clive Barker was the one that wrote the original text, partially just because maybe of the budget that they're able or the capability of the technology they're able to do today yeah potentially i mean regarding the plot we've seen hellraiser take all kinds of turns and twists in it you know we've seen hellraiser in the the 16th century 18th century we've seen it go to space we've seen it go you know online (laughs) we've seen all sorts of hellraiser um interpretations or ways in which the story is being told for me i felt that this the story and the plot of the film, it was relatively safe. Uh, you know, I think there's yeah. some twists there which you may or you may not see coming. Um, there was one, the, the twist itself, kind of, it was, I would say it's the only character who I actually kind of liked and found any kind of interesting that a twist happened with. I don't want yeah. to give any spoilers. Uh, what did you think of the kind of overall plot? Well, to kind of give a like a, a short the, the the main that a lot of people will know because this is in the standard summary or if you've yeah. seen a trailer we we can dig that deep but we're not going to go any deeper than that um but it, it basically is it, it it still relates to the addiction kind of themes that you you do find in the original hellraiser film yeah we we have um we have uh I'm suddenly Riley. Riley, that's the one. We have Riley. I was blanking on her name already, and we just watched. Her. <laughs> um, we have we have Riley, um, who is an addict who who lives with her brother and his partner, um, and uh, we know that there's a there's a tension between them in the relationship. Yeah. Um, we also we also have a side story with a kind of. For now, I'm just going to call it a nefarious company or man who is yeah. in charge kind of thing. Um, he's kind of a side bit, but that's kind of slowly revealed across the film. So I'm not going to yeah. give much of that away. Um, it does add something to the lore of the mythology of the film that kind of yeah. adds to it. So it kind of lets it dig a little bit deeper into the, that kind of mythology that has been referenced in other films, I think, throughout the time. And I'm sure a lot of it has, but I think some yeah. of it does 
does kind of make it quite clear for the audience at times like if you if you've always wondered what kind of the box and things like that are you do get some of those answers in this film yeah definitely. Um, but um it's pretty much that relation to the addiction which is kind of a link to the box and there is quite a link throughout the film to that kind of the idea of the box is almost a representation of the addiction and how it can change and how you can go through it kind of thing. So yeah. we have we have interesting parts with the box. We have a, we have the the changing themes like the puzzle is quite a big part of this kind of one. Yeah, I think compared to particularly thinking more about the first Hellraiser yeah. um is what I would kind of want to compare it to especially as we covered Hellraiser last week mm. cheap plug go and check it out I think um, most people will be thinking about the original and yeah. not thinking about so much about the sequel or yeah, probably. there's a lot of people like us we, we've mentioned all <laughs> the we've mentioned some of them but we have only we have ever seen, seen we've uh, well I've only seen one to three and I think you've only seen, I think the same only seen one to three yeah I've heard about so we've heard those we have heard the, that they go off the rails yeah and from the ones I have seen this, you know, this is up there with the better ones. But yeah, yeah so sorry. What were you? Um, well, one of the things is, you know, in, in the original, particularly with with Frank Cotton and the box, it was all about kind of chasing pleasure and, and transcending and that sort, you know, that kind of stuff. With this one, we do get more reasons behind the lament configuration. Yeah. We do get an element of more law about why somebody would go for the box and you know what solving the puzzle ultimately grants someone uh and that you know that does come into play in the film and is a big driving point for the plot however my main and one of my main concerns with the film and the plot in itself was the shift in how the puzzle box works made this film feel a little bit for me a bit more by the numbers yeah if that makes sense obviously this is spoiler free and we will go into uh full spoiler territory on so i married a horror fan yeah but if but the story for me and this introduction of law made the whole film feel very by the numbers in in a way i think that the first act of the film obviously set up quite a lot of the film the second act was relatively interesting however i think for me by the third act i feel as if the the wheels had come off a little bit um mm. i don't know how you feel yeah no no i i um i agree that it's it, it's actually when you think of all the parts that were in this it, it was quite a straightforward kind of story in, in a lot of ways um even the the twist you mentioned before not saying anything about, but th- that part is kind of a um, for some people, probably it was probably quite obvious, and for, yeah. for other people, they'll feel like, well, well, that's such a. But even if they didn't think, even if they didn't think about it, there probably was more because, in my case, I think I almost didn't think about it because it seemed like it was so obvious yeah. that I was like, we're not going to go that way with it, surely. So, like the the way the story played out, but I see what you mean by the third act. The, the second act, uh, as the horror elements start to really build yeah, more. Definitely. Um, the, the first act is very much character set up and uh, very much, as I said, that addiction part is very much yeah. a major part of that kind of opening act. And, and you know, then it involves like a disappearance to yeah. just leave it to that. But um, yeah, by the third act, there is there is a part of the characters where we, we get a lot more of the Cenobites. 
we get a lot more of seeing them. They they are very present, like from the mid second kind yeah, of yeah, through me. to the third. And I'd say they're just as present as they were in, say, the original film. I feel, really, possibly I more. more. I think more than they are there. They're more capable of of being there. The only problem is that it is one of those things where, as you delve into the lore and you delve into mythology with these films you sometimes get these scenes where they have long explanations of what they're doing. And, and there's one in particular with the nefarious man that I mentioned before that I'm not yeah. going to dig into, but there's one where that we do have the pinhead or priest as they go under yeah. both names, Jamie Clayton. Um, and we, we do have that not character interacting. Jamie I'm just bracket. I don't know. <laughs> because I was like, which one is it? I don't know. I've heard several different names that, that uh, the character has been referred to um but there's a scene involved that, that just felt like it went on and on and on and it was talking but it, you know it, it's you know when someone's saying something in a film yeah. and it just starts to go a bit numb in your head you're just like yeah i'm kind of past this now i'm kind of like yeah, yeah. okay I, I, this is you know um and so well i guess while you know um while it it does it definitely has some interesting parts and you know at the at that point i think it's I think some of that kind of starts to kind of come away where maybe the scariness of the Cenobites starts to actually, because we actually start to get a lot of them, it actually starts to get a little bit like, I don't know, there's a mystery of them that starts to kind of come away. Well, let's move on to the Cenobites yeah. then. Um, kind of natural sex. Let's go to, uh, well, let's start with a big one, Jamie, because I just mentioned Jamie, her. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Clayton. Clayton taking on the role of Pinhead. Big, a big challenge for anyone to have to do it. Definitely. You know, um, with, and the backlash that she's like had to take kind of thing, which to be fair, like, and I don't think it's necessarily just, just because of Jamie Clayton's background. No. I do think anybody taking on the same way Jack Earl Hurley got fucking beaten because of his Freddy Krueger, yeah. you know, and it, it's just because people have one set way in their head and they can't move away from it. Like, and again, from the last episode when we did Hellraiser, you know, you mentioned yeah. yourself that, you know, it, 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 you understand from one point because you grow up and you kind of love the character in that, like that version of it. Um, but then at the same time, I would say I, this is obviously, this is a much higher profile than a lot of the sequels, but Although people don't like them, I don't think the people who took over from Doug Bradley previously got the shit that she's <laughs> been getting. Uh, which is bad because anyone who actually watches it, she's one of the highlights of the film. Yeah, she, I think, so... From what she gets to do. From what she gets to do. <laughs> my, my thing with the Cenobites was, um, I when we, we get some introductions to the Cenobites, so when the Cenobites, or, you know... Uh, yeah, when, I say when the Cenobites are introduced at the uh, opening of the film, obviously, with a film you're going to get an opening kill, so that's relatively, I thought that was cool. And then when when the, the puzzle box, the Lament configuration is first getting played with, and we get drips and drabs of, um, you know, the Cenobites, certain shots voices that sort of stuff i thought they were a lot more effective by the time we got to the third act i really there was stuff that i did like about the cenobites in particular and uh uh you know jamie clayton's pinhead in particular I, there were things that i did like about them but i felt that they looked very clean almost Yes, um, which um, I'm unsure how I feel about that. That 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 was the part of me I kept looking at. Um, 
it is a case of so this is the part where I have heard that that is much the way they look in this film is much closer to the description that Clive Barker gives okay. in the original story. Yeah. So they are this kind of stripped and kind of the white bear. And obviously in the original, we kind of had with Pinhead and the Chatterer and a, like, you know, um, Loverball and, and the Bent. Yeah. <laughs> all of them, you know, yeah. yeah, all of them that kind of, a lot of those names were more made by uh, audiences yeah. than they were by actually the people that made yeah. the film. But um, obviously they had the white skin and they had that, but a lot of it had to be covered over with more of that leather kind of bondage looking yeah. stuff because they couldn't make all of the body stuff that was described in the original. And it's an odd thing in my head now that once it's the idea that like now they can show it and now they can have all those parts, but it's an odd idea that actually now I'm looking at it, I kind of liked the less is more approach, I think yeah. in my head. I kind of, now I'm looking at it. It's like, it's not that they don't look cool, but there's something so pale and white about the whole like features that it almost looks to me like it almost looked like as if I was looking at an action figure yeah. and not looking at actual person that's been torn apart. Yeah. Which is odd because I would say such as um, with some of the body horror in the original, to me, it looked like it actually looked like the skin that was pulled apart yeah. because of where they are. It kind of, again, it reminded me of like a waxwork. Which yeah. I get it kind of, I think it is kind of meant to have that kind of version of it. Yeah, I think it's either going to be that I watch it back or potentially if we get sequels made by David Bruckner or following on from this and we see the look more, I might get used to it. I don't know, but it is, it's quite a contrast to it. And it does, like you said, it, they almost have that action figure yeah. feel to them. Um, and I, I think we got a bit too much of them i think yeah in terms of when when once we'd kind of seen them there was a there's a there was a scene in uh where somebody is lying on a uh merry-go-round as we say in the uh, uk i'm not sure what they call them in in the us (laughs) and the rest of the world like in a park basically in a park park, you spin around whatever whatever there's a shot where we saw one in that i thought it was really cool and yeah there was a scene in the in a hospital which i thought was extremely well done and for me was the highlight with the cenobites but then they got to be towards the end of the film where i was kind of thinking we is this yeah is this this it didn't we see them so much we we see them so much um and and they become a little bit more like the the monsters that are chasing someone, which I don't remember them ever feeling like in the original, that they're, yeah. that they're kind of just the monster that's following someone. Yeah. They're, you know, I know that they are chasing them, but it was, so that's kind of what made them different is the fact that they could appear in any way. So there's no real point in trying to run away from them because you can't, but this time it felt like they were creatures you could run away from. Yeah. And that makes them less scary. Definitely. Um, I think there was, a, and, and there's more of them than we got before. Yeah. Which again, I just, I don't think a lot of them, I looked at them and was like, I just don't, I think you would have been fine by just focusing on these core couple, like the, the core four in the original. Four, yeah. yeah, it's the four, isn't it? Yeah, it's the four. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that does take away from it a little bit when you've got, you know, all of those, you know, all these creatures. And in, in one way, yes, they do look cool. But in another way, like I said, action figure, there was just something so plastic yeah. about it. And like you said, clean. Thank it wasn't you. as dirty. Like, if I was going to have it, I'd probably liked it to be a bit more like real. Like, it looked, more like yeah. fl- it looked more like fresh flesh 
instead of waxwork flesh, yeah. if you see what I mean, like it less of that kind of feel to it. And it, it might be the way that it was originally described, but I, yeah, I do. I, it wasn't quite what I thought. I, I do think that um, Jamie Clayton's looked the strongest of the bunch when you actually got to look at the details, the way that the skin is kind of like literally the lines are actually like deep and, oh, yeah, yeah. and split up and, and the, bo- the body that looked good. But hers looked a little bit more pink, a little bit more fresh compared yeah. to some of the others, which looked really quite... And then, so you know, some of them just where it was like skin and it were, you know, whatever the, I don't know what it's called, but whatever the one with just the skin head like this attached around a frame, which basically just skin pulled tight. I kind of liked that one. Like he's kind of, he, like, he looks kind of cool, but the, he he never, it's not a character, he didn't really do anything. He no, was just kind of there. He kind of had a look. But again, <laughs> this is why, like, because they had, yes, they all had like different features, but I can't say I found anything individual about them. Yeah. Whereas in the original, I felt even just from looking at them, I could tell the individual personalities. Yeah. I couldn't really get that here. No. There was no personality much to them at all, apart from the priest slash pinhead or whatever it is. Yeah, what's we'll called? Pinhead. <laughs> we'll <just> say pinhead. <laughs> um, um, the, the one thing that I did think was really, was actually very strong in the film was a good sense of, of atmosphere. Um, yeah. Whilst I don't, I, there, there weren't particularly points where I was terrified there were some very creepy scenes like i mentioned the hospital scene in particular mm. was i was like oh fuck man we're gonna get into it now yeah, yeah, um, yeah and there were certain for instance the had a had a really good brilliant soundtrack to be very orchestral and very reminiscent of christopher young's original score i don't yeah. know whether he uh he came back for it and there was and what i liked is that the you know the the Hellraiser kind of classic theme that we're all quite used to was used very sparingly, but when yeah. they did use it, it was at the right points and it kind of made the film feel very grand and very epic in in moments. And for instance, one of the things that I loved that I think this did kind of take from the original and kind of kept in the same vein is when the puzzle box is or the lament configuration whatever we're calling it when it's opened we do see you know walls drift away i know i'm looking at the wall over there expecting it <laughs> we do see walls you know kind of drift away the, into the distance. that was one of the bits i thought was the most effective the yeah. way they used the surroundings and made it feel like a real depth of things moving away from them or breaking under them or yeah the ground changing and that's when we kind of see the cinnabites cinnabite, appear yeah you know we have a lot of this kind of changing around in this kind of um and linking in with that kind of addiction part of this kind of they go into a kind of haze like after it as if it is like its own kind of it's an attack but it's kind of like its own drug and they're kind yeah. of lost in this hallucination and it the, the whole hallucination part of it i did actually really like to oh yeah it kind of it added a real sense to it it feels very um, effort you know? yeah it feels like you're going somewhere else and for instance in the you know the hospital scene i don't yet again give too much away but you know, in the background, we see one of the hospital walls kind of disappear. Yeah. And then it, you know, it, uh, we see something and it looks amazing. The one, another one of the highlights for me was there was uh, a scene in a car, you know, mm. and the, you know, the, the, the back seat stretched. Out oh, yeah. And then it well, the van. The, the van, van yeah. yeah. And then the kind of back of the van stretched into this long tunnel. Yeah. And that was 
that bit that bit was that bit was really good like yeah the the like that was part of like a mansion kind of scene that's yeah. in the film um and again and that set that setting again it is part of that's part of the thing that's in the like as we said so um i i think that all of those were really effective and as you said like it's a, it's about the it's about the you know second act or late in the second when we get that hospital like well no the probably hospital early second act. probably early yeah second, second act, act. Um, about so about midpoint, I don't say for the film maybe, but it's it's so effective and they're so well used in that scene. Um, but one second, I'm... yeah, so it's beeping, isn't it? Not just my ear, but no, it is. It's you know, it's really effective and well used in the scene, um, and it's it it has this ethereal dreamlikeness to it. You know? there we go yes (laughs) apparently used for that um yeah so but it does again all of these effects do link to the fact that it works really well when the cinnabites are used in this um sparing way yeah however this is also why when we get towards the end I felt like a lot of these really cool parts that were scary actually disappeared. They didn't yeah. actually use much of it as it got towards the end. Yeah. It started to feel more like a monster kind of chase kind of thing. So like, and that's what it's got. And you will see what I mean. And that's not a spoiler to say that it feels a little bit more like that. And it does become a point where I do kind of wish that there was a little bit less, actually. I think I would yeah. have been happy if it stayed on the, the theme that it was going through about midway through where yeah, people same. just continued instead of chasing what the film kind of chases a slight mystery around uh, like certain characters and where they've gone yeah. and what's happened to them in different forms. And I think that is the part that kind of like, although it's interesting at first, it, it doesn't, it's not, a, there's not a full payout to it. I don't think, I don't no. think there's enough of a payout and it, it doesn't mean that lots of it doesn't work in some ways, but yeah, there's definitely something from a, a uh, and to just say on the kind of the gore factor of it all yeah. and the scare factor, there is something on the, there were points early on where I could feel the kind of tension in the building and it did, it did feel like that died down a little bit by the third act, even though there were oh, some yeah. characters I wanted to, you know, make sure, like I was, I was a little bit invested to be like, I hope that character's safe and things like that, maybe. But um, I would say we do get some really cool kind of um, gore. Oh yeah. We do get some good fare. Although again, the word you said earlier, safe. I felt like sometimes they were a little, they did a little bit, but I was like, come on, this is, this is Hellraiser. Let's, let's push it a little bit. Like it, it felt like it cut off at times or we could have seen more deaths. Like yeah. instead we just hear screams or we just hear, and it, I don't know why with certain franchises, I would be like, yeah, I completely get that. I don't know. I just felt like some, I felt at times it held back a little bit. Actually, I, I don't know, There is some real yeah. gore in it. I'm not saying there's not, there is plenty in there, but yeah. there were just a few when I was like, you could have gone just that extra step. There is some really where you see like skin slice away from flesh yeah. and you know, those kind of things, but it was just like a little bit. And I was like, let's see, come on, let's see a bit more. Let's just not have that person disappear again. Cause it does feel like with each, in this one with each one that comes it kind of it happens but then it just kind of pulls them away just before like the good and i felt like there was not like i didn't feel like there's anything that matched to that frank of the original kind of proper like slowly pulling apart you know i didn't quite yeah. get one of those that i was expecting to come no i don't and i think going with the with the gore it feels almost borderline um it it almost felt as if it became kind of like a slasher film at points and what i mean one of the the main things for me 
in Hellraiser particularly, if we're looking at Hellraiser 1 and Hellraiser 2, and even Hellraiser 3, you know, with um, JJ, I think he's yeah. or JP or whatever, um, there's always an element of these characters who are kind of morally ambiguous or they're not the greatest people. If you think about Frank, we, as we said in our previous episode, Frank's an absolute shitbag. <laughs> so his whole thing is the Cenobites looking him for punishment to punish yeah. him. Um, and then Julia is kind of the same, you know, the Cenobites are there to, to punish her. And for me, the Cenobites are there to punish those and those who search for them. And it's about punishment for your sins almost. Like J- JP, I think he's called in the third one. You know, he makes the deal with uh, Pinhead about giving him power and he yeah. you know, sacrifices people to him. So there's always kind of these characters who are aren't nice people and you want to see them get their comeuppance. Now, there was one character in particular and he got, he got a, a, they got a rather gruesome death. And after that, I was like, "Oh, that's grim." And it's the impl- and it seeing them go. It's the implication of, "Well, this is go. You know, this is what's going to happen with them." Um, but when it comes to other characters, for instance, in the hospital, in the van, those are the two that come to mind. They just feel like they were kind of characters who were in there, and they get these gruesome deaths just because, if that makes sense. So for me, whilst the effects were good, it was just kind of like. Mm, you know yeah. like you said it was, it was it played it a little bit safe played it a bit too slashery in a way for me yeah i i i think i agree that yeah there is there is there is a kind kind of i mean it, it just I, if i'm thinking of the original kind of there are both positives and negatives about the original film that i've had we, we've mentioned before about the soapiness of the at times yeah the slight cheesiness and things like that um but again but then in a weird way it it wasn't conventional no it wasn't conventional in any way if you see what i mean so it's odd to say now that we've gone back possibly closer to not fully to the original novel because this isn't exactly this isn't i know yeah. that that's not exactly how any of this plays out like that the addiction and the the characters are not the same in the original novel because this has yeah. been updated to modern day um but in the original at least i left it going oh that wasn't the film i expected it to be and i i did i, I and the pinhead was not at all like i was expecting him to be because you'd seen him so i'd see i mainly only ever seen him but i'd never actually seen him in action i expected him to be much more of this full-on you know yeah. like may, maybe more of that slasher kind of or maybe more of this full-on but he's not he's actually really sparingly used throughout the film yeah in these kind of but they stand out when he was there when he actually appeared it was like oh Okay, this, yeah, that's you're it. paying attention, and it actually made those other scenes kind of rise, yeah, because of it. And, and although I can say that with Jamie Clayton, that I do actually like, and I like the voice, and I like, I do did I liked her appearance more than most, yeah. Um, and a few of the scenes, there is one such as like on a bridge that happens that yeah. I actually quite liked that kind of the part of it, the kind of there was a kind of that she kind of tries to lure someone or try and almost trick someone into something. Yeah. And I liked that part because that felt a little bit more, but there was also so much of it where it felt like, again, even she ended up having to just blend into the background of everyone yeah. else. And it was kind of just there and, you know, and, and it didn't quite have the impact at times that I think those sparingly used parts of Doug Bradley's original 
kind of just did. You just hit that way that it was like, okay, like pinheads on the screen, I'm paying attention. That's why he became such a cultural icon at the time, because it was like, he's not even in the original film that much. And yet he is the focal point. He's not even the, you know, Frank is almost more of the main character than Junior. (laughs) And even the main girl, as we said, Kirsty, even in the original is not there. But in this one, it's very much, yes, yes, um, Pinhead is not the main character here at all. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just in general, I just I, I found that although it's a it's it's again, it's hard to say because I have been seeing lots of positive things, and I can't say that it's it's not good. It's not no, it's, it's good, not a, it's, it's not good, it's enjoyable, and it's but is it because there's such a low bar? For Hellraiser, yeah, that we're like that we'd say that this in terms of their ones, and because it has such interesting lore and ideas around it, it does still stand out from other horrors. You know, it does stand yeah. out from your common slasher or your, your common supernatural because there's something about it. The, but there's even a part of me that's a little bit like I felt like that S and M kind of part of it was a bit missing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> there is, a, you know, what I mean, like there's that no kind bondage, of there was none of that. Like there was there was like one bondage dungeon. Yeah, I think we saw. We saw one, we saw like two pipings. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. We saw two pipe, and again, and if you listen to our last episode, quite like maybe the first one's a little bit bad, but it was still pretty straightforward kind of pipings. I was yeah. at first because we at the, right near the green film, we get like a sex scene pretty early on. And I was thinking, are we about to get a good, a big old mix of like the film's yeah. just going to be filled of sex and you know, a sex and then death and things like that. And again, not even that part really. No. Like there, there, there was more of an eroticism to the original than there is at the here at all. Yeah. Kind of thing. They definitely tried to, they bring it to more social themes in this film. And in this mod day and age, that doesn't feel like anything fresh. No. You know what I mean? Bringing it to social themes or addiction. I get the idea. And I, I, I think one of the things that actually does work in one way is the idea of how the addiction kind of through the character that we see kind of goes on that journey in one way. I get that kind of part, but sadly, bringing in, in a franchise back and bringing it to modern social themes doesn't actually feel that fresh anymore. No, it? so it didn't make so for some people this might oh it's so fresh because they're so they're so into like the modern way and the modern voice and they've got kind of they've got modern representations of people. But yeah, it's, it's just it's just it's just not quite enough to make it feel like it's an extraordinary yeah. film. You know, it, it just I think maybe it just dipped a little bit below where I quite expected it to be. About midway through the film, I was thinking this might be really good. By the end, I was yeah, mm, okay. I didn't quite it didn't quite yeah. reach those lives. But it 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 is still it still had lots of lots of good gory scenes, lots of good uh death that you'll probably be happy with and it, yeah. it kind of it, it it does play out it just definitely the word i'd i'd heard safe several times from people and i completely agree this is yeah. a safe hellraiser film and that's and with hellraiser you don't i don't know i feel like it shouldn't be safe it, it should be. be unconventional yeah that's for, i mean for me is being such a big fan of the original too um and even you know i've got a soft spot for free because it's so unconventional and weird um yeah. i just that's it i think for me i don't i don't think it's a bad film and i don't think it's poorly made i think yeah i don't really care about any of the characters and no. the no, atmosphere yeah. that david bruckner gives in some of those scenes that we said before yeah that absolutely like the scenery it looks really good yeah it looks, it looks really good the atmosphere the scenery, the way the walls change, all of those kind of things, those are major positives. Yeah. It um, just... It's just a character level and 
The Cinnabites. And it was too long as well. Cinnabites, I, I keep saying. Cinnabites. Cinnabites. <laughs> the Cinnabuns are coming yeah. for you. It's, there is a dong now. There was a dong. Yeah, there was a dong. We did see a dong. You get uh, close-up dong. Yeah, close-up dong. There was, that's the thing for me is it was, you know, it was, it was, it was well made, but ultimately it was too long. I mean, it's, it's just under two hours. I think if you, you know, without the credits and I don't think it needed to be that. And it was just too clean and safe. It's, yeah. I don't think it was a bad film, but I think for me, I think I preferred the I think I preferred the third one. You know, <laughs> I think this would probably be middle of the pack. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say? No, as I said, this was just our little reaction. So go over to uh, it, when we get our. I believe it's going to be released when we get our UK release of yes. the film. Um, so that's when we'll be sharing. But so look out on so I married a horror fan podcast. Uh, have a check out for that. Keep an eye on them because we will be dropping soon. Yeah. But also keep an eye on us because we've got all, a lot of more Halloween content coming up, including very next week we have Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Um, so, you know, as always, we hope you've enjoyed the show. It was just a little, you know, half an hour about our little taste. <laughs> little taste. Um, what's your pleasure, sir? Um, so, yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, then, you know, hit the subscribe button and leave us a lovely review. And uh, we will see you shortly. Goodbye.